right, let's just dive right into what we've been uh, looking at last, uh, well, we began last week, the enemies of faith. Little frog in my throat. I don't know where that came from, that phrase, a frog in your throat, but <clears throat> it'll clear up in a second. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Got some good tea up here. Would you like some tea? Praise the Lord. Maybe water would be better for my, my throat. Okay. Uh, we're talking about enemies to your faith. The only thing that we have to do, you call it do something. I don't really like that word do. Because when you believe, you'll do. And that's really uh, our responsibility in the new covenant is to believe. Everybody say believe. Okay, so when we talk about faith, we're talking about believing. Believing what God says. And you are who God says you are. And we want to believe everything that God says about us. The most important opinion, and the only opinion about you that matters, is the Lord's opinion of you. What God says about you. Amen? So reject any voice, whether it's a voice in your head or a voice through other people uh, that tells you that you are, that, that contradicts who God says you are in his word. Just, just reject it because you are who God says you are. Amen? God says you're righteous, so you are righteous. So just believe it. God says you are anointed. So you are anointed. So just believe that. Receive that. Amen? God says you are approved. So accept that. Just believe it. Hallelujah. Say, I am approved. God says you're highly favored. Amen. You are too. See, you're accepted. You're qualified. I'm speaking over you. This is what God says about you. I wish you'd be, get excited about that. That's, that's, what, that's what God says about you. Well, you, you just got to qualify yourself. Mm -mm. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified me. I'm qualified. Thank you, Jesus. So now... Uh, we're into the enemies of your faith. We can say enemies to your believing because the enemy will do anything to try to distract you to keep you from believing. Because all good things happen as a result of believing. The disciples asked Jesus, people just gloss over this, it's amazing. I looked over it for years. What must we do to do the works of God? Believe in him of whom he sent. Any more questions? He said, believe. No, I can, I can imagine them thinking or, uh, well, Jesus, you didn't answer our question. We asked you what must we do to do the, do the works of God because they saw him doing a whole lot of works. And he gave a strange, nonsensical answer. He said, believe. Okay. 
So that's it, believe. Because, see, when you believe, you'll you'll have everything you need. I said, when you believe, you'll have everything you need. All right, so let's deal with these uh, enemies of faith. Enemy number one, anybody remember? Some, somebody want to know, may want to know why I repeat myself so much. You got to keep going over and over and over and over them. Amen. So people can get it. Enemy number one is a lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. I keep forgetting that we got people to come every other week. So we have to hit. <laughs> That's another reason why I have to repeat things. Okay. Amen. If this is the if, if this is your uh, last week was your off Sunday, we're gonna repeat. Amen. All right. I'm not mad at nobody. Praise God. Just all right. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It says in Hosea four six. Enemy number one is the ignorance of God's word or a lack of knowledge of God's word, and specifically we're talking about the, the word of Christ, lack of knowledge of the word of Christ. Why do I, I, I say that? Because this, the message of the scriptures is Jesus. And we'll look at this later. There's a scripture, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God in, in the New King James, ESV, we're going to look at it from that translation. It's taken from the, the most ancient Greek manuscripts, which the word for, uh, it, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word about Christ. Okay? It's taken from that word Christ is uh, from the Greek word Christos. Okay? And we're going to see how the the Jesus is the message of the scriptures. Paul said, anybody read the verse, Christ in you, the hope of glory? See? And sometimes people just grab scriptures, and and it's okay, and that, that scripture all by itself is good. But we also need to know the context of scripture and read scripture in context. Because see, if you take the text out of the context, you're left with a con. But right after that verse, that's Colossians 127, Colossians 128. Okay, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know the next three words? Him we preach. Wow. See, Paul didn't have Ephesians. (laughs) Think about it. This is something something a lot of people don't even think about. He didn't preach out of Ephesians. He wrote Ephesians. So if he preached Jesus, I'll tell you something else. It's, It's all through the scriptures if we just read it. Philip, in Acts 8, we're going to look at a passage from Acts 8, but Philip went to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. 
Jesus is the message of the scriptures I'm telling you. That's what they preached. They didn't have Colossians, Philippians, 1 John. Huh? They, they, didn't, they didn't have Thessalonians. So if they preached Christ, what did they preach? They had the law and the prophets. So wait a minute. Isn't the, we don't, we're not under the, we shouldn't preach the Old Testament, should we? No, we're not under the, we're not under the Old Covenant law, okay? We're not under the Old Covenant, but we can preach from the Old Testament, and we should preach from the Old Testament, because Jesus is in every book of the Bible. I'm going to show you an example today of somebody preaching Jesus from Isaiah. And the passage that they preach from. See, because they didn't have this, what, what we see as the epistle. The, the epistles, you know what epistle is. It's the wife of an apostle. No, the epistles are, are letters written to the church. Okay? They didn't have that. But yet, they preached Jesus. Jesus, everybody say, Jesus is the message of the scriptures. And uh, we saw when Jesus walked alongside of those two fellows after his resurrection, Cleophas and, and his, and his uh, running buddy. And uh, they didn't know. Their, their eyes were restrained that um, they didn't know who he was. And uh, he just started talking to them. And uh, they were like, uh, he's like, man, what's up? I love Jesus, man. I mean, I, I love him. I, I, he, he's cool, like me. If you want to know where I get my cool from, it's Jesus. And he, he, he was like, what are y'all talking about? He said, are you the only stranger around here and you don't know the things that's happened? It's like, what thing? The things about Jesus. He was a prophet and so forth, mighty and words and deeds. And he was delivered to be crucified and, uh, and so forth. And then he told him, oh, foolish one, slow of heart to believe all the things that the scriptures have spoken. And... Uh, then he, he went on, and here's what I want you to see. We looked at this last week. I'm just kind of skimming through it. Beginning at Moses, uh, this, this gives you a clue. We're in class, y'all, so don't, don't go to sleep. We're in class. I'm a teacher. All right? <laughs> We're breaking these things down See for you. Now, keep this in mind because this gives you a clue to what Paul and the apostles preached before they had the epistles, before pre, uh, pre-epistles. What did they preach? Okay, Beginning, now Jesus, here's Jesus. They didn't know who he was. Beginning at Moses and all, and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures. 
Throw out of your mind Ephesians. Because they didn't have that. So what's all the scriptures? He just told you, beginning with Moses and in all the prophets, he expounded in all the scriptures, watch this, the things concerning himself. He showed them him in all the scriptures. The amazing thing to me about all of this is the fact that he's right there. Why does he need to go? Listen, this is very important. Why does he need to go to the scriptures to show them himself when himself is right there talking to him? See, this is the way you need to, this, this comes from study, and, and when, when you study with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit showed this to me. I, I was never taught this. I, I just I jumped down at me. It's like, wow, here he is going to the Scriptures. This shows you the value that God places on Scriptures. He, he wants you to see him. He's telling you how he wants you to see him. He wants you to see him in the word. I mean, doggone it, Jesus. Put the, put, the, put the scriptures down and just, you right here, tell me about yourself. <laughs> all, all right? Now, they, really, they didn't know at the time it was Jesus, but the thing is, he could have done that. He's like, see, a lot of people, they, they, they don't, Take time to read the scriptures. And it affects your belief. You're never going to know it all. I don't know about you, but I'm always learning. And I love the scriptures. And when somebody speaks scriptures to me, I don't care. I, I've, been, I've been doing this for a very long time. And somebody could be in, uh, could have been saved for five years, but if they show me something in the scripture that I haven't seen before, man, I'll accept it. I'm not going to say I've been in this word longer than you. Pride messes a lot of people up. I'm hungry for the word of God. I don't care if a donkey came up to me and gave me something. Now, here's the other thing. Don't just listen to what anybody tells you. No matter how long that they've been a pastor or a minister or called himself a prophet or don't even get me on that, got cards, got apostle and stuff on it, and they just think they can just tell you anything. And that's why, one of the reasons why I did that series on ministry gifts because I want to help to to show you how you can protect yourself from that kind of nonsense. What's nonsense? People just coming up to you. Now, there's legitimate apostles and prophets. Don't misunderstand me. Don't go around here uh, saying that I don't believe in apostles and prophets. I do. But I'm not accepting something just because this title that you got in front of your name. I'm the prophet of the most high. Man, that stuff don't impress me. You can get revelation for yourself. That's a whole nother subject. Don't accept anything. Sometimes, and a lot, a lot of these so-called prophecies are doomsday people. They call themselves giving you warnings. 
Anything that brings fear, guilt, condemnation is not of God. Somebody say amen to that. Just say, go on somewhere with that. Okay? Okay, let's jump into John 5. Amen. God loves the people who come every other week. So we got to do that little review. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I ain't mad at you. You might have been enjoying yourself and putting your feet in the sand and uh, some beach somewhere. Praise the Lord. As long as you bring me back something. All right. Thank you, Jesus. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. Now, oh boy. See, you got to know what you're looking for in the scripture. See, these guys, these, these, these religious groups, the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians, this, this religion group, religious group that he dealt with, they had their scriptures. They had their head in the scriptures. See? Now, you can share scriptures. Well, let me, not you, but I mean, anybody really can share scriptures with and, and quote a lot of them, but it still not be the gospel. And see, that's, that's the reason why some people get intimidated by some of these people to come up to them and they give them a whole lot of, they, or they know a lot of scriptures. But just because you know a lot of scriptures doesn't mean you know the gospel. You can quote a lot of scriptures, and yet the scriptures you quote is not the gospel. Because the scriptures are all about who? Jesus. And you have to read the word through the lens of the finished work of Jesus. Enemy number one is a lack of knowledge of the word of Christ. He's telling this group, that they got their head in the scripture all the time. He said, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. The one that Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel and, and, and the, the, the law was pointing to, the tabernacle, the one that the Old Testament scriptures were talking about is right there in front of them and they missed him. He's right in front of them. But they had their head in the scripture. There's a whole lot of Facebook prophets. Facebook ministers. They're just pulling scriptures out and throwing, throwing them up. But is it the gospel? And they can go off on some tangent and warnings about this and that and stuff and, and doom and gloom and all that kind of stuff. Anything that brings guilt, fear, condemnation, any message that, that, that promotes that kind of stuff is not the gospel. Why? Because you've got to understand that, that the judgment that was for us 
Jesus absorbed on a cross. So he's not judging you about nothing today. Doggone it. Amen. He's not judging you about anything. And now they can say that from, from on the basis of the Old Testament, but see, they're not seeing it through the eyes of Jesus. You, you just can't pull the scripture out of the Old Testament. You've got to see Jesus in the Old Testament. You've got to see him. I say this all the time. See, see the, 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 the Old Testament was, uh, was based on really what you had to do to qualify for God's blessing. See, the Old Testament, it, 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 the, their relationship with God was based on what you had to do to qualify for God's blessing. The new covenant, and this new covenant, is a relationship with God based on what Jesus did to qualify us. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. The Father has qualified us because he sent Jesus to the cross. And God, again, context. What happens when you take the text out of the context? What you left with? A con. I don't even have to quote you, John 3.16. But what does the next verse say? God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you ever want to know how to treat people, Look at Jesus. He was the will of God in action. He said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. You want to know if the Father's putting judgment on people? Look at Jesus. I mean, that's a drop the mic moment right there. Because all those people that they thought that he should condemn, he never did it. Don't you know that that woman he taught me? Talk to the sinner. Huh? He was a friend of sinners. Let that be said of us. We're friends of sinners. I got a buddy that buddy that brags. He he, he says uh, he's like I'm. He said. He said, he says he specializes in sinners. He, tell, he tells me that. He told his dad. He said, told his dad, he said, uh, yeah, I got this preacher that I hang with. And, and it, you know what his dad said? His dad said, did you tell him you're a sinner? <laughs> Amen. I get along good with sinners. And they, they, they realize that I'm not a typical preacher. Like the ones that they have in their mind. And I don't fit that. And they kind of like it. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. 
And see, we, we, we need to be friends of sinners, you know, but, you know, religious, oh, you better stop, you know, you, you don't, don't be hanging around with sinners. Thank you, Lord. See, Jesus said it's not, it's not the well that need the physician, but those that are sick. We are the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. Huh? Amen. Salt and light don't go around making people bad. Huh? What happens when you take the text out of the context? I'm teaching here. What happened? What happened? What you left with? See, some people think Jesus changed the subject. Everybody say context. When that woman that was caught in adultery, what people do, they'll extract sin no more. And I did it for years. So that won't, like, you best stop sinning. That's, that wasn't the message. He said, neither do I condemn you. Sin no more. He gave her freedom He's showing her, look, I have given you the power so you can sin no more. Everybody say context. You know the next thing he said? I'm the light of the world. <laughs> Some of y'all missed that. See, because oh, here's, here's, here's the message some people preach about I'm, I'm the light of the world. Yeah, you better watch out because the light it's going to expose all that mess in your life, right? Huh? Anybody ever heard that message? Okay. But Jesus said, I don't condemn you. Go sin no more. I'm the light of the world. What did the light do? That light blessed that woman. The light exposed no condemnation. That light let her know that she had hope. That she could walk away in freedom and liberty. It wasn't about exposing her mess. That's what those people did that drug, drug her out in the street. Let the dude go out the side door, but drug her out. This woman caught in the very act. The scriptures say you ought to be, she ought to be stoned. What do you say? He that without sin cast the first stone. See? Those that would have condemned her could not. Because they all had a sin of some type. The one, the only one who was without sin was Jesus. And the one who could have condemned her would not. Oh, man, that's some good stuff right there. The ones that would have condemned her could not. The ones that could have condemned her would not.
Because he's the light of the world. Huh? Thank you, Lord. The scriptures, do we ever finish this verse? You, they put that screen up. <laughs> all right, that's all right. You can keep it. See, the, 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 you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. I love it. Jesus is the message of the scriptures. Okay, Hebrews, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets in these last days. Everybody say time past. Okay, he spoke in other ways to, uh, uh, to the prophets or, or to the fathers by the prophets, but in these last days. That's this, this day that we're living in now in the day of the new covenant. In, the, in these last days, he's spoken to us by who? By his son. The scriptures point to him. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christos, through, through the word of Christ. Amen? The scriptures point to Jesus. Uh, here's the example I wanted to show you. Acts chapter 8. Now, let me give you a, a backdrop here. An angel spoke to Philip. And this is a great message here. Just do what the Lord, you want direction in your life. People are like, I don't know what the Lord wants me to do in my life. Stop looking at the future. All right? And uh, you know what? I didn't, I didn't drop that scripture. But it's in the, you can pull up the Bible app. I just remembered I didn't give it to y'all from the screen, but you should have it in, in your notes. Get the, get the Bible app. If you don't have it, I've been telling you every week. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Some people, they are trying to figure out the rest of their life. Just figure out what the Lord wants you to do next. It's an exciting life. Just what is it that the Holy Spirit is telling you to do now? Do it, and that's it. I just dropped a lot on you right there. And we see an example here. We're not going to read the whole thing, but in Acts chapter 8, the angel spoke to Philip and told him to go over on this desert road. And that was it. And that was the beginning of a very exciting life because that same day he got translated. That's the only person in the scripture I see that ever, ever, ever get, get translated like that. Just, I mean, he was suddenly at another place. Star Trek. Like, beam me up. I mean, he was gone. <laughs> I love it. But all that wouldn't have happened if he didn't obey the Lord, the Lord through the angel, told him to go on that desert road. He didn't tell him, okay, you're going to meet this guy, and you're going to, uh, he's going to um, not understand the scripture, and then you're going to explain it to him, and then you're going to, he's going to get saved, and you're going to baptize him, and then you're going to get translated. <laughs> he just told him, go, on, go, go, there to, go over here to this desert road. 
I said, what? I just dropped something on you right there. Somebody will get it and tell me later. Pastor, look here, I got a multi-million dollar business because you told me to go on the desert road, just do what's next. And don't mess with me. Don't, y'all don't, don't mess with me and act like I'm not preaching. See, because some people, they miss stuff. They, they're looking for hooping and hollering, and they're missing something that can change your life. I'll give you an example. Somebody came up to me and told me, these people, I wouldn't know them if they walked down the street. They said, they've got this, they've got this business. And they, they told me, they said, tell Pastor Al. They've got a multimillion-dollar business, makes millions of dollars. They said, tell Pastor Al that we were not, they came to the service, like, I think, one time. They said, tell Pastor Al that we would not have this business if it wasn't for him. So y'all can sit up there and act like you have sleep if you want to. I'm telling you, it don't take much. One word from God can change your life forever. And I don't even know what I said. The very moment that you sleep is when you can miss something. He's thinking about Popeyes and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> what you going to eat and all this kind of stuff. Man. So what's, what was next? Go over to this desert road, all right? And so let's pick it up in verse. Uh, and then the Holy Spirit told him, because when he saw uh, um, the, this, this eunuch, on his chariot, the Holy Spirit told him then to go and join yourself to that chair. We don't need this scripture right now. But you can be, yeah, okay. You can, uh, you can, uh, if you want to be, if, you, if you're really good, you hit command option B. That'll bring up a, that'll bring up a dialogue box in Capitan Act. 8, colon, 30, 35. Hit enter. Boom! Pop up, just as quick as Philip was translated. So, Philip, but in case that didn't work, you got there in your notes. Philip ran to him and heard him. You see where I am right now? I kind of skipped over some stuff just to get to this. And Philip is over here joining himself to the, to the chariot. And uh, said, Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. Reading what? The prophet Isaiah. And said, do you understand what you're reading? He was like, oh. <laughs> he said. And he said to him, and he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And Paul didn't, Philip didn't get up there and tell him how bad he was. Hollering at him. A lot of people are hollering scriptures at people. First of all, when you holler in scriptures at people and warning people about stuff, that's not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus. Huh? You don't know who people are. You just start yelling at people walking down the street, standing up on a box. I had a guy, I was walking down Indianapolis, and I was just walking down the street. 
And he said, look at you. Now, he's, he called himself a preacher. Look at you, just casually walking down the street. Don't you know that there's a judgment coming? And all this kind of stuff. I'm, like, I'm just trying to go over to Starbucks, man, and you don't know nothing about me. Right? And see, this is the reason. This, this is what gives Jesus a bad name, you know. Some of Jesus' friends uh, just... Okay, so he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. See, here's something else. If you're kind to people, people will invite you to the table. Now, if you go yelling at people and condemning them, you know, they're like, man, no. You know, go on somewhere. So he must have ministered to him with kindness. Because he invited him to come up and sit. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led, he's, now this is Isaiah, he was led as a, sleep, as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. I read that for years, but see, now when you, when you, when, when, when the, you hear the gospel of grace, it opens your eyes to it whole new world in the scriptures. I mean, because see, grace is like, it's like, like when you don't, when you don't see this, the, uh, uh, Jesus in the scriptures and you don't understand the gospel of grace, it's like going to the movie and watching one of them 3D movies without the glasses. It's, stuff is fuzzy and blurry and all that kind of stuff. You can't, but when you put, when, when you put those those glasses on, you look at the movie, everything, man, it comes in this amazing 3D technology, boy, and everything is beautiful and clear. Amen. That, that's what happens when you read the Bible through the lens of the finished work of Jesus. See, and then ignorance will no longer be a hindrance to your faith. You can see Jesus clearly. You see what Jesus says about you, that you're loved, that you're accepted, that you're highly favored, that there's no condemnation. Like that woman was given this gift of no condemnation, the woman that was caught in adultery. We have this gift. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ. No condemnation. See, and I had somebody say to me, well, I still think there's judgment. Not right now. There, there will come a, a, a judgment to those that don't know the Lord. But, I'm, but, but those who receive Jesus the, the, uh, are not judged. There is therefore now no condemnation. As a matter of fact, he's not even judging the world at this time. 
He did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Huh? God was in Christ, reconciling, 2 Corinthians 5, reconciling the world unto himself. Reconciling who? The world. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. Imputing, that's an, an accounting term. He's not holding the world's sin against them. He sent the solution. And he told us in that passage what we need to preach. He's given unto us this message of reconciliation. And he tells us exactly what it is. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses on And he's given us that word of reconciliation. And it's Jesus. People, it's Jesus. It's just the simple message that Jesus didn't send, did not send his son into the world. He saved, sent his son to save, deliver, protect, heal. You are free. Your sins have been forgiven. Past, present, and future. He took the sins not of Christians. He took the sins of the whole world. So now, the only thing that the world has to do is believe. Now, I'm not into this thing, and the scriptures doesn't teach that everybody's saved. I'm not saying that. The price has been paid. Everybody's sin. Okay, don't get that twisted. You still have to believe. We're to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He, he believes it's saved. So you got to believe it. Amen? Oh, but your whole world changes when you believe. Your, all your sins have been forgiven. Thank God. Past, present, and future. 